What's up, everybody? I am Travis. I'm Dizzle J. And welcome to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast that is brought to you by CarterComics.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. Carter Comics has got them all. All you got to do is go to CarterComics.com, check out their amazing store, fill your card up with all their amazing products. Again, rather be graded or raw, depending on what you're looking for. Use discount code FREAKNET to save you 10% in your entire order. Right now, they are offering free shipping on all purchases, and if you buy more than one product at a time, you'll get an additional 10% off your entire order. So if you go into CarterComics.com, buy two, three, four, five, six, seven, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, comics at once, you'll save a total of 20% plus free shipping. All you got to do is buy more than one product and use the discount code FREAKNET to save 10%, not just on their website, but their eBay account as well. And all you got to do is click on that link to their eBay account at the bottom of their homepage, cartercomics.com. Jay, it's... uh, I was like, I don't know who goes somewhere and just buys one comic book, so. Well, see, the, the only time I can ever see anyone buying one comic at a time is because that a lot of the Carter comics they have are graded rare comics. So they, so there are, there are comics on there that you can buy for like, you know, eight, nine, ten dollars and stuff like that. But then there are some comics up there that can be up into the hundreds. So I can see if somebody's looking for like one particular book. And they just need to get the one at that time. But the savings you get from just buying maybe one more. Um, and that's what I love about Carter Comics is they, they try to uh, accommodate every level of a uh, comic book collector. You know, whether it be just a casual reader who's just looking for something to read or, you know, a guy who has a comic book collection, they need to add one or something like that. And what's cool about Carter Comics is is that they're constantly adding more and more titles every single week. They have thousands of titles still that they have yet to get up onto the store just because there's so much that they have to put up there. So if you guys are out there and you're looking for a particular comic and you don't see it on their site, reach out to them either on Facebook at cartercomics.com or at their website and say, hey, I'm looking for this comic. Do you happen to have it? And if they do, they'll work with you and get you a deal on it. And if they don't, then, you know, maybe they'll keep an eye out for it and try to uh, search, search it out for you. So they're really cool. Like I said, they're very uh, accommodating to their uh, their their buyers and uh, trying to do the best they can for, uh, for those who are spending the money. So this is going to be a tricky show because everything in my heart tells me I should be talking about professional wrestling and then – I should be talking about this as if it's JFW, but it's not. Um, uh, Joe had uh, Joe had some real life work stuff he had to handle today, uh, so he wasn't available to meet up with me, which is totally fine. It's understandable, and I reached out to my longtime friend and uh, even longtime co-host of the Just Freaking Wrestling podcast, there's a Jay to come aboard and uh, share with me the experience of this freaking show. That's awesome. I like it. I've been looking forward to this. What- Next time, hopefully, Joe will be around, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Even last night when I told my buddy, I was like, I got to make sure not to turn this into, like, the second hour of Just, just Freak the Rest. <laughs> it, it's, dude, it, I'm going to tell you right now, like, just trying to do the intro different, <laughs> it, it, it was a challenge because if I might have, like, because, and the thing is, too, is, like, so what, what I always try to do on this freaking show, uh, and for those of you who have listened uh, over the course of the last couple of years, and uh, Jay, even you, 
is once in a while I will do an intro and once in a while we'll just do a cold open and dive right into it. And I was like, I, I want to do, I want to do the cold open for at least for a little bit. Obviously it's a new season. We got a brand new theme song that we're using and we're doing the video now. And I want to try, I want to try doing the intros as much as possible. Once in a while I may do a cold open, but today I at least wanted to do, you know, the, the intro part of it. And honestly talking about, you know, the sponsor of this podcast, uh, you know, was, I almost said just freak wrestling, but luckily I, you know, I kept it straight. And, uh, it, I mean, realistically, I should just say that, you know, a proud sponsor of Freakness Studios as a whole, but, um, I want to give credit to the podcast when credit's due. So, uh, I want to take an opportunity to kind of introduce everyone to who Dizzle J is. Uh, DJ has been a friend of mine. I want to say at least for the last probably 18 years, if that. It, it seems like a really long time, but it doesn't at the same time. You know what I mean? Well, so, and I remember uh, I was going through photos on Facebook a while back. I was trying to find uh, one particular photo from when I was younger, and I eventually did find it. It was from uh, it was from a uh, concert I went to back in uh, 2010. Um, but I, you know, I just I kept scrolling and kept scrolling and everything, and I came across the wrestling, the photos of the wrestling show that we went to with uh, Tim, Becca, and Liz, like way back when. Oh. <laughs> and, to, and to sit there and sit there and was like, holy shit, that's how long it's been. But I mentioned that I mentioned it uh, through my tirade over on JFW that we have known each other, and a lot of it comes from McDonald's. Yep. But I don't remember. Like we didn't. We knew each other through McDonald's, but we never really worked together at McDonald's. No, we. I think we met through people at McDonald's, and that's that was the common divider. Denominator? Those pictures, you're talking babyface Trav and those. Yeah, you're talking about common denominator? Yeah. Common divider, like we're separate and shit? Well, I mean, if we didn't know people at McDonald's, we probably wouldn't have met as early as we did. No. And a lot of that, I think, is, I think a lot of that is uh, obviously your brother Chad um, and the, the pay-per-views we used to watch over at his apartment. Yeah. Um, I think we met through there. Uh, Matt uh, is another one. Uh, that we knew and yeah, it's, it, it's weird because, um, cause I knew, I knew Chad. I met Chad a lot sooner than I did you. I met Chad and I think when I started, uh, when I started working at McDonald's, uh, what was it 2005? I think it was when I first got my first job, uh, at McDonald's. And that was when, uh, who's the, uh, who's the Claxton kid that worked there? Um, Tim? Tim. Tim. And, Tim was, uh, I think Tim was like an assistant manager. I think your brother was maybe just a lead or maybe something like, something like that. I think, this I was, think Chad over there was assistant manager and probably would have been what Kelly was the GM. Kelly was, yeah, Kelly was the GM. And then I just remember, uh, Chad and Tim. Tim was the one that did my interview. Tim Claxton was one. I guess I shouldn't say last names, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't work there anymore. He hasn't worked there in decades. Um, but Tim was the one that did my interview. So I just, I just don't remember who, whose title was what. I do remember Chad being general manager uh, after a while, after Kelly left and everything. Um, but I don't remember what their titles were when I officially started at McDonald's. Um, and I think at that time you were managing the Mantino one. Uh, I would have been on Midnight's at that time. Okay. So, yeah. That's, that's probably where I fucking met you. It was like when uh, I was hanging out with Chad one night and – no, no, it was uh, it was his ex-wife was a manager. 
on nights in Mantino and she called Chaz saying that nobody showed up for work and somehow I got sucked into working nights at uh, Mantino McDonald's. I don't think I ever got paid for that either. Not that I'm thinking about it, but it, it was, it was a weird concept that, you know, working McDonald's, which granted, I know from my personal opinion, I, I don't know about you. Obviously, you know, with you being in the manager roles and everything, you are a salary employee. So, you know, whatever hours you work, you got paid, what, 58? Uh, you got paid for 50, but you probably worked like 60, 70, 80. We only got, we got paid for 45. 45, but you still worked 60, 70, 80, yeah. shit like that. So you guys got screwed out more than I did. But I remember there were times where um, I would come in and work. I remember one time I worked a 19-hour shift, uh, Saturday of the fair. I think it was 19 hours. I came, I came in and worked like 6 a.m. until close. Fuck that. Yeah, and uh, I was, they, they, they uh, gave me two breaks. Because it was technically two shifts or whatever the fuck it was, and it's it's the weirdest thing because your brother, <laughs> I love Chad, but he fucked me so fucking bad on that. I, one. Said, I know I know a lot of the stories from there, bro. So yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> he uh, and it, it's been long enough, and no one's gonna get in trouble for this. I'm sure it'll be fine. But I remember working that 19 hour shift, and that was after I already worked 36 hours that week. Oh Jesus! And I know your brother was—he was the one that was in charge of times and schedules and hours and all that shit. So he had to have been the assistant <laughs> manager at that time. And he was telling me because I worked the 19 hours, I was awarded by. Uh, 15 of those hours were going to be, because I worked 19 total hours, I only needed four for 40, but those other 15 will roll over into next week, and then I'll have that much time off next week, which at the time, I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. I only got work, you know, 25 hours next week? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Not realizing that 15 hours of overtime was just taken from me, but... <clears throat> a lot of things, a lot of those things happened when we, when I worked at McDonald's, but... Honestly, at that time when I was in high school and everything, I was more focused on having the time off. As long as I was being paid, I didn't fucking care. But it was weird how much of a family people at McDonald's really came. You know, it's and, you know, just obviously just like any other family, you know, some people don't get along. Some people like, you know, get along and then they have problems with each other. And um, But like, I remember that core group of people I worked with, like, uh, like Jeff and Micah and, uh, Brian, rest in peace, uh, Brian, uh, his sister Sarah, uh, obviously Chad, and then you had McDonald's where, you know, Stephanie was at, you were at, um, Liz, uh, worked, I think fucking at probably every McDonald's there was in, uh, the Lindman, uh, McDonald's. Uh, it's, it's just weird how like a lot of friendships came out of that. Not 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 a lot of them stuck. Um, I've probably seen Chad maybe three times in the last like ten years. Um, but you, oh, what's up? He lives in Atlanta now. Oh, did he move? Yeah, uh, about two years ago, the company he's worked for sent him down there promotion. So he's running three or four accounts, five accounts for a CPL. The last, the last time I heard of Chad, him and uh, his wife were uh, hosting uh, a foreign exchange, uh, exchange student, which I yep. thought was pretty cool. It was pretty nice of him. 
Uh, which I mean, it's it's awesome, you know, you know, remembering, you know, the kind of guy Chad was and everything. Just it never really seemed like the kind of person he. I know, I know the kind of person he was. Just didn't seem like the kind of person he was because it always seemed like he had this weird idea of this is who I am, but this is not what I want people to see me as. Like I know, I know Chad wanted <laughs> like Chad wanted to be the hardest of hard asses, but deep down he was always a sweet fucking guy. Yeah. You know, I, I laughed my ass off because when I when I came to Pito McDonald's, mm-hmm. people were so afraid of Chad, and for the life of me, I could not figure it out because the boy had never been in a fight unless it was with me in his life. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'll fuck you up before he will, dude. It, it was it was weird because the thing is like when if Chad if if you if you knew the real Chad and Chad allowed you to know the real Chad, he let you in, right. I think pro wrestling did that. I think our I think our fondness for wrestling because I I do remember a lot of times like when whenever I worked it was always me, Jeff, Micah, Chad, or it was like me it was like me Jeff Chad and I, like I think Danielle at that time like whoever was working front it was always like me and Jeff and Chad and I think Chad like working with me because we all we did is talk about wrestling. I mean I do I remember there were times like even after the store closed. We would drive around Tuesday nights, garbage night, and just start picking up shit for like the wrestling company we were gonna start up, and you know, so, uh, what was it, a uh, uh, suburban wrestling society, or whatever the hell we were calling it, and uh, and uh, yeah, just we had all this shit. It was stored at McDonald's in the back by the dumpster. I remember there was one day me and uh, Jason. I don't know if you remember Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I let him choke slam me through a table while we're on break, and that was a little messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was it was a it, God, I the stories the stories that can be told by McDonald's are are fucking endless. You know, it's there's so many about some good, some bad. Um, but like I said, like a lot of cool friendships came out of it, and I, at least one stuck the longest, and that's the one I have with you. And um. One of the things I do want to talk about on this show is about how really um, JFW came to be, you know, how that idea came and everything. And uh, I don't know if you remembered, if you want to tell the story or if you just want me to do it, that way I'm not the only one talking this entire time. But <laughs> I, I, I remember it was talking. I think I wanted to do something with one of my other friends and I was talking to you about it. And then we started talking wrestling. I, I'm pretty sure we were at the bar. Yeah, Ralph. We were at Ralph Fifty North, and you mentioned something about doing a podcast with a buddy of yours that involved drugs and music. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was movies, but okay. No, it was, no, no. I do. I know for a fact it was music. A hundred percent, I know it was music. Yeah, because at the time he was Nasty Nate, and I was still going by Fat Man. So we we're gonna call it the Fat Nasty Show, and. uh it just never took off, and then I know me and you talked about the wrestling, mm-hmm. and then we kept talking about it, kept talking about it, and then we were like, fuck it, we got to make it happen. Yeah, I actually, I, I actually have the photo still from the night that we talked about wrestling, that we talked about this podcast. I didn't yeah. know there was a photo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a selfie. I mean, it was you know just you know two dudes. <laughs> Two dudes taking pictures of themselves at the at a bar like you know normal people do, 
But yeah, no, I remember we were sitting there talking because we we were talking about podcasting, and yes, you brought up the uh, you brought up the idea that you and a buddy were going to do a podcast. Uh, I, like I said, I, I want I'm, I know it was about music because I remember like Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix and all them being talked about, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, that's, that's a pretty cool fucking idea, you know. It's like, you know, why the hell not, you know, try to do something like that and. Then we started talking about wrestling, and uh, we were just sitting at the bar bullshitting about what's been going on on TV, what's going on, you know, about some of the old indie shows we used to go to, and... Um, wrestling used to participate in. Yeah, uh, yeah, and <laughs> doing the backyard shit and all that, and then, yeah, then the idea was just to do a podcast like this, and it was supposed to be you, me, and uh, Alan. Yep. Was uh, was going to be the third guy on it and everything, and um, he takes credit for the name Just Freak of Wrestling, which I mean I'm finally giving him the name because it does sound like something he would have come up with. Um, which I'm not, you know, I I won't take credit away from him if he said he you know came up with it. He came up with it. Uh, I don't remember the name of. I just remember we did have a. Uh, I, I, yeah, I messaged you over the uh, photo if you want to look at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, it was a three-way call. We were talking about like what we're gonna talk about, what we're gonna do, and uh, I, I remember there was a point where I said like all we're gonna do is just talk about freaking wrestling. We're just gonna talk about freaking wrestling. And he's like, well, we just call it just freaking wrestling, and I was fine with it, you know. And obviously, we came up with some logo idea, logo ideas, and we had the current one that we have that just ended up being a doodle that I made on a post-it note at work one day, and. It'll probably be, yeah, it's definitely going to be the logo. Granted, a lot of people think it says Jew. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but that will probably, that logo will probably outlast the podcast if the podcast ever was to go under. But um, we went to our first wrestling show together in years, which was Southland Championship Wrestling down in Shabance. And that was in, uh, it was either the end of May. SCW first? Yes, it was. Oh. Why, what did you think it was? I thought it was the bowling alley. With the... Oh, in Valparaiso? Yeah. No, it was not. Nope, because we went to the SCW show before we even started the podcast. Like, I think we went, it was the end of May of 17, we went to SCW. Then we started the podcast in June of 17, and I believe that Bowling Alley show in Valparaiso was later on the summer, like I'm thinking like July or August or something like that. Um, because I remember what, I remember the whole plan was, was we're going to talk about televised wrestling. We're talking about WWE, AEW was starting out, but I think actually at that time it was just like. Uh, yeah, AEW wasn't even a thing. Yeah, so it was like WWE, uh, TNA, Impact Wrestling, you know, we'll throw in New Japan and shit like that, and uh, AEW became a part of it and all that shit, but uh, we also wanted to talk about independent wrestling, because at that time, there wasn't a whole lot of independent wrestling shows, at least from what I thought. You know, obviously doing this for the last seven years. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of shows. <laughs> been a lot of fucking shows. Uh, that there, uh, there, there were shows that were happening. Um, independent wrestling wise, I just knew nothing about them because the people who were doing them would share it to their personal Facebook pages, but they were never really talked about. Right. 
Uh, over time, a lot more podcasts have started up, a lot more podcasts have gone on. Uh, Steve Arendt, who hosts the, uh, Power Hour along with C Red and Rachel and, uh, Rion Skills and Pac-Man, they started out, uh, I think Steve and C Red started as a different podcast back in that day. They convert and, uh, uh, formed it into the Power Hour. Um, but the Power Hour started up, Hillbilly Record podcast started up with Power Entertainment, um, just a bunch of other podcasts coming up. And the, the cool thing, and the cool thing for them, and I'm happy for them, and I know I get a lot of grief from a lot of people about, you know, well, this podcast has only been around for a couple of years, and, you know, they got these many listeners, and you've been around for seven, and you only got this many. And that's true. But what makes our show different than every other wrestling podcast out there is that we started out as strictly only fans. Yeah. And we're not former independent wrestlers, we're not former guys in the business and stuff like that. And there are podcasts out there where it's just fans doing wrestling podcasts and that's all well and good. The difference is they have somebody who's in the business that can kind of help them grow and promote and everything. Now granted, we do try that. There's been success in it, there's not been everything. It's just, it's a weird concept on, uh, the business is weird for those who aren't in it. So. Uh, I know there are some people out there in this business who want to work together and grow and promote each other and blah, 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 blah. And then there are people who are more out for just themselves. We knew that because we went to a bunch of different wrestling companies, SCW, <laughs> ARW, um, uh, Northern Lights, uh, Power, uh, Power, <clears throat> uh, Powerhouse Wrestling down south. Um, and some worked with us, some didn't. Powerhouse. <laughs> We did the commentary. Pause where we did the commentary. Yeah, down in Pontiac. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Mr. Lyle. Um, thank you for giving us uh, an opportunity to do the things we did with you. That was incredible. That had to be, that had to be terrible to listen to. Because <laughs> I remember we kept, we kept getting distracted by the wrestling in the ring and not talking. I, I listened to, so when I found out Mr. Uh, Mr. Lyle passed away, I went back and I listened to uh, the show. Honestly, not that bad. It really, it really, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, obviously there were silent parts because we were still fanning out and watching. Yeah. Um, not a great concept to do an entire commentating of a wrestling show, though. That's, that, uh, you know, maybe not doing, I'm not a big, I mean, Joe Rogan could pull it off, but doing a three, four hour long audio podcast of a wrestling show, probably not the best thing. But the interviews are what was important to us. It was at least important to us. Okay. Those are so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it, it opened the door for us to do more things like that. I mean, if it wasn't for us going on to Powerhouse Wrestling, talking with uh, with Lyle and saying, uh, hey, you know, can we interview some of your guys? We'll get them on the show, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We got to talk to a lot of those guys. And that rolled into us doing that same stuff with SCW and, you know, being able to, you know, interview the guys at the school and, you know, being a little bit involved in storylines, like when they did the ARW feud and, you know, you were the SCW guy, and I was the ARW guy, and we were able to kind of, you know, be part of something like that. And yeah, I mean, it, it, the podcast opened up a lot of opportunities for us and everything, and I, I'm happy with everything we've done the last seven years. Uh, granted, you weren't around for a chunk of that, um, and we don't got to get into why, uh, but you weren't around. And uh, there was always a struggle on how would it move forward and how would it stay going and everything, because the thing is, and I don't want to take away from anything that any of my co-hosts have done. Uh, Dally obviously was there when you were still there. Uh, after you left, Dally kind of helped out. Steve, uh, uh, Superfan Steve stuck around or 
joined up and helped out. Nubby, uh, or Amazing Turtle, however you guys know him, came over and helped out, and Pac-Man I invited on and everything. And There, there were ways that I found, and again, I'm not going to take away from anyone who was or is a co-host on this show. But no matter who was on this show and what I did the JFW with, it wasn't the same as when we did it when we first started out. Sitting in my office around a card table with one microphone, just talking about wrestling and just bullshitting for an hour, hour 15, you know, hour 20, whatever it was, you know, getting ready to, you know, trying to get the show released and out before we head out the door to the next wrestling show. And it... It's been an amazing experience, and when when you left, it sucked. I understood it. I don't want you to yeah, think that yeah. I, I was. I would. I'm not bitter about it. I don't want you to think I'm bitter about it. I don't want you to think I was angry in any way. I understood. And every time I messaged you and said, you know, man, I wish you're still back. You know, I hope you come back soon. Everything. I 100 meant that, and it wasn't any kind of way to guilt you because I understand that life does happen. People come and people go. Steve was around for a long. For a long time until his work schedule changed and he couldn't be on anymore. And Dally was around for a long time until life, you know, changed for her and she had to leave too. And I, I don't harbor any ill will towards anybody because I get it. Podcasting is a hard thing to stay consistent on. I mean, I looked at it and if if I stayed consistent like I wanted to and I look at the last seven years or six and a half years I did this, we would be hitting 350 episodes by this June. Holy cow. But we're not. We're at 200 <laughs> something. If I was, if I was consistent in doing, uh, this freaking show, which started in 2015, I'd be hitting 450 episodes by this November. We're not. We're at 300 and something. So it, the shit happens. You know, 2018 was, was a shitty time for me. Uh, and I allowed, cause I allowed my personal life to interfere. And it, it was, it was, it was one of those times where like I allowed an ex-girlfriend to get into my head and mess with me and throw my entire plans and at my, my idea of what my future is going to be, uh, just cast away like it was fucking garbage. And because of that, I had to take a huge ass break. I just had to, I had to walk away from podcasting just to take a break. And, I put this freaking show and the responsibility of Colin and Joe, and I put JFW on the responsibility of you and Dally. And that wasn't really fair. It just, it just really wasn't, you know, and you have, you have to do what you have to do for your own mental well-being. And I'm, I'm saying this because you know, to a degree, what I've dealt with in the past, mm-hmm. let's say year and a half, that if I didn't sit back and reflect on what I needed for myself, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. But that's just plain and simple. Yeah. Not saying I'd be dead or anything. I would have left. Yeah. And that was something that woke me up. Is when I had that train of thought and then a buddy had said something, that don't sound like you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when I went and I seeked further help. Yeah. <clears throat> but you have to do what's best for you mentally, physically. First, first and foremost, mentally. Yeah. The, at least nowadays, I'm happy that my boys are coming up in a world to where men's health, mental health means something. It didn't yeah. when we were No. You got something to cry about? I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. over it. Get yeah. over it. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I can talk to my boys. I can talk through what's the frustrating part and that stuff. And that took me a long time to learn mm-hmm. to get that mentality out of my head. So, dude, that, 
don't feel bad for anything. You did what you had to do. Well, the 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 thing is, is like if if 2018 didn't happen and everything stayed the way it was, maybe we'd be at a different place. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not really big on you know. I I love talking about the past. I love reminiscing about shit that happened. I don't dwell in it. I don't, I don't sit there and think like, it's like, man, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't, you know, you know, we'd be here. We'd be doing this. Absolutely not. I, I, I'm a firm believer. And obviously I wear this cross around my neck for a reason. I'm a firm believer that we are put on this earth to follow a certain path. And everything that happens in that path is supposed to happen the way it does. And I've talked about it many times on this show with Joe. And I'm not sure if you ever listened to any of those episodes, but it's all about challenges that are put forth in our lives by God. Uh, uh, Jay, I know you're not a big religious man and everything, but just roll with me for a minute here. Um, get it, holy roller. Boom! Um, but I do believe that God puts us, uh, puts challenges in our lives to determine how strong, to show us how strong we truly are in this world. Because a lot of people have self-doubts on what we're capable of handling. You know, nobody is a bigger critic of, of you than you are. So when something comes across in this world and you sit there and think like, I can't handle this. I can't do this. It's, it's just too much. I just cannot do it. And some of those people take the most extreme route and you know, they, they take a pretty hard exit, if you will. Yeah. But the one thing I've learned in life and what, what helped me get over 2018, what helped me get back into this freaking show and just freaking wrestling was the concept of no matter what challenge is put in front of you, God will never give you a challenge that he knows wholeheartedly that you are, that you can, he, he doesn't give you a challenge that you can't handle pretty much. He never gives you more than you can handle. That he knows how strong you truly are. The problem is you don't know how strong you truly are. And I know, yeah, and I, and I know a lot of people, they sit there and they question, like, like certain thing God does, like, you know, certain people dying at certain times and, you know, people getting taken out of this world way too soon and shit like that, you know, and I get that the world, the world's an unfair uh, place to live, especially when things like that happen. Things happen every single day that we're not prepared for, and they can be small little things like, where the fuck are my car keys, or, you know... You know, or to the extreme as somebody passing away in a car accident or an overdose or from suicide or whatever. Um, you know, not to air your dirty laundry or anything, but you have a son who has medical conditions, you know, and people oh, yeah. can sit there, people can sit there and look at that like, 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 why would God do that to a child? You know, shit like that. And I, I can, I can understand that. Like, there's not everything in this world makes sense. Nothing ever does. And, and you have the right and the ability to curse out God for anything that you believe he is at fault for. I, there are times where I get pissed and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You know, and I'm sitting there and, you know, and I, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I complain, I complain to the, you know, the big guy from time to time too. No one, no one, not one person in this world can say they've never done that. If you've ever said, Jesus Christ, what the fuck, God damn it and everything. You're not yelling at the situation. You're yelling at the guy who put you in the situation. Dude, come on. Right? Like, you're kidding me, dude? <laughs> you're kidding me, Holmes? But the thing is, like, he, he wants you to be a better you. 
So he gives you these challenges because there are moments where, and you ever notice like when a lot, I, I was a big, I was a big, I was a big guy or well, I'm a big, I am a big dude, <clears throat> but I was one of those guys that would always say when it rains, it pours. When something bad happens, there's always a trickle effect of more and more shit happening. When you can figure out how to overcome those feelings and realize, hey, you know what? This is just a bump in the road. This this isn't a fucking sinkhole. It's just a pothole. This isn't the end of the road. I just got to take a left turn, you know, and just fucking keep moving. And ever since I started doing that, I felt a lot better about how life is. And I and I've I haven't gone through extreme struggles like some people have. So I'm not gonna put myself in the same level as people who have really really struggled. But I mean, there have been times where I have been depressed, and has been you know nine times out of ten it's a financial reason. You know, I have a good job, I end up losing the job, I gotta pay my bills. That's, that's by my biggest struggle. Below that, relationships. And yeah, I would love to be in a relationship, I'd love to meet somebody that I could, you know, build a life with and have a family with and everything. Um, and yeah, I, I believe wholeheartedly that time will come down the road and everything. I will find the right person to do that, but it's never always, it's, that's never been my, my life sucks kind of feeling. The situation, yes, but money has always been the biggest problem for me. And I can sit there and I can think, like, here I am, I'm laid off, I'm out of a job, I'm not making money, I'm going to lose the house, I'm not going to be able to keep the lights on. Thank God the car's paid off because at least me and the dog could live in that and, you know, the, just that mindset. And one day I woke up and I realized to myself, like, what if I, what if I lose the house? The fucking house. Yeah, it'll suck. But I'm not dead. I got family that loves me that will take me in if I needed to. Um, I just, uh, I, I, I developed a whole concept of what I need to and what I want to and the difference in the, in the both. And I had an entire show of this, uh, last year. It's like, there's a lot of things I need to do. I need to breathe. <laughs> I need to have a job if I want to have money. You know, I want a house. I don't need a house, but I want to live in a house. And it just, and one of the things like it, it came down to is like, and the podcast was part of that, part of that thought. Like, do I want the podcast or do I need the podcast? And for a brief period of time, there was a whole thought of, I need it because I need a way to express what I'm going through. And then it kind of turned into, I want this because I want a place that I could express myself. And I think that's where this freaking show started changing. I started going from, uh, hey, let's talk about this current movie that's coming out. And, hey, have you checked out what's going on? With, you know, what's going on with this person? And to my life is shit and I want to talk about it for a moment. And once we started doing that, the messages I started getting from people is like, dude, I know exactly what you're going through. And I think that's what people are, people don't realize as much is that we all go through shit, but we're not the only ones going through it. And to find those people to go out and talk to about it, it's an, it's an incredible thing because that's another thing that I believe that God shows us is like, you're going through some shit. You're fully capable of overcoming all that shit. You're able, you have the strength to overcome all of this. And you don't have to do it alone. There's, there is a phone, there's a number in your phone, there's a name on your Facebook, 
there's somebody out there that you can shoot a call to and you can send a text to and you can just say, hey, I'm not feeling okay. And I think a lot of people, and you, you hit the nail on the head back then, couldn't do that shit. No. No. You know, your, your friend. Out of mind, if you're a man, you take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you ever did that, your friends would call you a pussy. Yeah. Or women will call you, you know, not a man. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a, yeah, you're not, you're, you're not the kind of guy I'm looking for. You know, I, I I need I need a piece of shit that's want to slap me around when I get lippy. <laughs> you know? Um what's up? The biggest thing for me um in this past year was my my relationships with my family got that much better. Because mm-hmm. I was able to when once I sought the help that I got. Yeah. And I, I did go to counseling and stuff like that. I needed it. I guess I got to that point in my life, but the relationship between me and my brother, me and my aunt and uncle, my mom, my grandfather, all that stuff just increased so much. Yeah. That's what I was able to rely on. Even to this day, my, I talk to my mom, if not every day, every other day. So I, I did some constant communication. My brother calls and checks up on me because I, I have demons and mm-hmm. they come out. They want to play sometimes, and I have to be able to check them. And that's something that took me a very long time. I struggle with constantly to keep those at bay. And you're well aware I'm, you know, I don't don't want to get on a high horse or nothing about that, but you know as well as I do about my background. You know, I was was a junkie before 25, and then I cleaned up, but you backslide, and certain shit happens. One using his excuse, it's not an excuse, it's a crutch. And once I figured out how I didn't need that crutch no more, now I don't have to go out and pop a pill, snort a line. I can go to the bar, have a couple of beers, go home and go to bed. Yeah, dude. You know, and that's, and I, I'll never fault anyone for making decisions that they do in life that relates to their drug use, their drinking, or whatever. Uh, live your life. Live your life the way you choose to live it because you're the you're the one that knows what's best for you. Right. Um, I I'm just not I'm not a part of that lifestyle. I know that uh, I know that there are people who will sit there and look at somebody who has a lifestyle like that and instantly judge them. Like, oh, he does drugs. He's obviously fucking, you know, he's a low-life piece of shit. He's, you know, fucking white trash, blah, blah, But it's not the case, you know? Like, especially when you grow up in an area like ours, you're either, you're either somebody who does drugs or you're somebody who goes to fucking church. And sometimes both. <laughs> but that's just... At time, I was both. <laughs> but, but, and that's the weird thing. That, that's the weird area we live in. We, we live between Kankakee and Chicago. And everything in between, it's it's a slow merge into drug use and crime and all that shit. But like right in the middle, there's us. And sometimes there's store robberies, yes, here in our small towns and shit like that. But nobody ever really gets murdered around here. You know, there's not that kind of crime around here. But the drugs are obviously fucking everywhere. And when you hang out with certain people who do certain things, you get involved in certain things. But that never defines who you fucking are. 
Because a guy like me and a guy like you, it shouldn't fucking work. Then. Back then, it shouldn't fucking work. Yeah. But it did because we had common ground and who, and we learned who we really are. And you know what? It's, I'm not going to say that, uh, I, I don't want to sit here and say that I'm proud of you because you become a better person because you're still the same person. But you definitely seem like you improved your mindset on life and I'm happy for that. You know, I know, I know like, cause the thing is like after, after you left JFW, it wasn't like we were still hanging out. We still got together. You know, I, I, I don't go to the same bar you go. I, I rarely go to bars now. I mean, I haven't had a, I still think I, I still haven't had a drink since December 30th. So it's like, I just, <laughs> I just, I just on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just really don't go out, you know, and, um, and it wasn't because I was mad at you. It's just we had different lives and we had shit going on. You know, you got kids and at the time you had a relationship you were working on and everything. And I was just more focused on what I, what do I need to do to, you know, get ready for, you know, the, you know, freaky cemetery tours coming up in September. And, you know, uh, what days can I record this freaking show with Joe or, you know, what shows are coming up at JFW? I, mean, I just, I submerged myself into a hobby that I love doing. And I do feel like there was a, like, there were times where I was neglecting our friendship. And at that point, that's when I would reach out and everything and say, hey, you ready to come back and everything? Cause I didn't know what else to fucking say. Like, yeah. you know, like, hey, how's the dick swinging? You know, it's like, no. <laughs> I think okay. what's nice about us is that we're, we're like one of those, okay, we, we haven't seen each other for two years, but mm-hmm. when we see each other, it's, Hey, fuck you. No, it's dude, this is what's been going on. It yeah. picks up from where it left off and it starts mm-hmm. to do it's not one of those I have to call them every day. Yeah. I don't have a lot of friends that I talk to every day. In fact I don't have any that I talk to every day. Yeah. I see some guys once a week, some guys once every six months. I mean you it's probably been Shit, at least a year, maybe two, that I've actually seen you in person. It's it's a long time, yeah. I mean, I like I said, man. I I, I think visually, right now, this is the first yeah. time I've seen you, probably since the beginning of the pandemic. You know, I maybe. Oh no, 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 no. We did no? we did the wrestling show. We did a wrestling show. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was, I think that was the last time I. I physically saw you. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right, we did. I, I forgot all about that. My memory is shit. My memory is like <laughs> your drug use. That's you know, <laughs> memory. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. I got the memory of your drug use. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it's yeah, it, it, it's a goofy thing, but you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, we – and the thing is, like, I don't realize the time that passes. Like, when I sit there and think, like, the last time you were on the show – Obviously, before he came back, it was like 2021. Yeah, I didn't realize that was you know nearly three years since you've been on this show. It didn't feel like that way to me either until I got back on the show and I was like, "Holy shit, this has been a while." Yeah, it's. <clears throat> and the one thing I love is like when you came when you came on last week and did the first show and like I said, nearly two and a half three years it felt just like the same fucking thing. Didn't change. Yeah. I mean, the only difference is we're doing it over Skype now instead of doing it in person. But, you know, we're getting it done. That's the thing. You know, we found we found a way 
to make this work. And again, it just, it just jumps into two and a half, three years, whatever the fuck. I think it was maybe May or June of 2021, whatever the fuck it was. We're able to pick it right up and just do the exact same fucking thing. Same we picked out hour 45 like it was nothing. Yeah. And that was awesome. Cause like it, it just felt so natural. But again, we had that where as Pac-Man and Nubby and not to take anything away from those guys, but we have background. So we're comfortable with one another to be able to say whatever we want in front of one another and then know damn well if we say something stupid to one another, the other one's going to fucking just get you. Yeah. Because that, that's just the way it is. You know? The, yeah. The, the one awesome. thing, the one thing, the the difference, and again, and this, this isn't a knock on Pac-Man and Nubby. It's not a knock on them. But it's a perspective that I've seen working with them on the show, working with you on the show, working with Dally on the show, and Steve. Steve, Nubby, and Pac-Man are different than you, me, and Dally in the sense that when we podcast, we're podcasting for wrestling. For them, it's like they're podcasting for their character. Yeah. Which is it's not a bad thing. It's, I don't want to think like it's any type of knock in any way, but the thing is like... Steve, when Steve uh, goes to fucking wrestling shows, he needs to make himself known. That's why he has a <laughs> megaphone. That's why he badmouths everyone he can. He needs to make himself known. Nubby is a professional wrestler in this business. He he strives on fans knowing who he is and knowing who his character is. And Pac-Man is growing as a character in this business. So for them to podcast the way they do, to make themselves larger than life characters for the fans, I understand it, and I, I, I will say, I, I've been, I've, I've been a lot like that lately. Like I've been bigger and more travesty than travesty, you know. And you, for anyone who wants to see the difference between travesty of this freaking show and travesty of JFW, listen to the two podcasts that are coming out today. Oh, I, I listen, I mean, I constantly listen to them back to back and it's, it's two sides of the same coin, but again, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're more of a character yeah. in JFW, but we're still an extension of ourselves. Like, the, you know, yeah. some of the best characters in wrestling are just an extremer version yes. of the person that's playing them. Yeah. And that's yeah, pretty yeah. much what we do over there. <clears throat> yeah. We, it's just us, but just amped away the fuck up. And I, do I remember like going on like, like dating profiles and messaging with people and everything. And they asked me about hobbies and I tell them, I was like, well, you know, I podcast and everything. It's like, Oh, what do you podcast about? And I tell them and then they say like, Oh, I have to check it out. I'm like, listen to this freaking show. Don't, don't listen to J, <laughs> don't, don't listen to JFW. And <laughs> like, if you post it so many times on those apps now. Yeah, I'm just like, if you do listen to JFW, just know that that's a, that's a character. But, I mean, over the course of God, maybe maybe the last two or so years, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, just feeding off the same energy that I get from Pac-Man and W. It's like, I'm becoming a bigger character than I normally am. But when I do the show with you, and we're talking about TV and all that other shit, you know, it's just it's just us being us, because we're just fans of wrestling talking about wrestling. To where you get like, you know, Pac-Man, who goes on his lovely Intoxicated Men's podcast, you know, they're they're talking purely about their wrestling, their independent wrestling, their their work in the business. So work so working from a character perspective, I 100 percent get. Nubby, 
you know, all the work that he does in this business, he needs to emphasize his character and be, a, and I get that too. That it, it all makes sense. Like I said, it's not just because we're different doesn't mean one is better than the other. It's just not. But when I'm able to, when I'm able to sit there and talk about WWE, TNA, NXT, AEW, whatever with you, and it's just as bullshit as we described it when we first started this out. Just two guys sitting at a bar drinking a beer, bullshit about what's going on in exactly. wrestling. That's what I loved, and that's why that's why I'm happy that we're able to bring that back a bit. Obviously, this show we emphasized a little bit of the story with me and Nubby, and I went to that extreme a little bit. But once that was all said and done, then we can get back into what we were back in 2017. But see, you know? that also makes it made sense for us to cover that because. I've said on, on Just Freaking Wrestling that I do listen to Just Freaking Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so if someone attacks my boy on Just Freaking Wrestling, yeah. I'm I'm going to bring it up or I'm going to have my peace with it. So it just makes sense to do so. We didn't do anything that didn't make sense. No. It and that fits the whole storyline. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, 100%. Man. And, that's, and you know what? It's And if. If it's used to prolong a story, great. If not, at least it's, at least it would be a great ending. But right. you know, it's like I, like I said, everything in this business, like it's the wrestling business, not the podcasting business, but everything in the wrestling business, like it's like you really gotta make your own opportunities. And if it gets picked up, it gets picked up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's just is what it is. But you know, at least have fucking fun doing it. And that was that was one of the biggest reasons we started JFW because I knew it was gonna be fun. I mean, even when you, if you ever go back and listen to the very first episode of Just Freaking Wrestling and everything, I had two years of podcasting experience in it. You, I don't know if you've ever were on a podcast before, no, or whatever. Just, so, never. it, it just, it worked, dude. It just, it, it just worked out. You know, like obviously it was a little bit clunky because it was brand new and everything. And, but, other than other than the fluids the fluency of what we've done, yeah. it's the same shit from day one. Yeah, you, we I can tell. Like I remember doing it, and then I I you know I paused a couple times and come back do mm-hmm. that, and when I'd come back, and all of a sudden it, it felt a little easier. Yeah. It got easier, just just like when we were going to the shows and at first trying to talk to these guys who, in our minds, are bigger than life. Because yeah. you know, we watched them. You, you saw me mark out to Brian Cage, and yeah. I marked out like a little girl. Yeah. But to Dude. meet these people and talk to them, it got easier and easier. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, it was hard, man. Why do you think I had you do it? <laughs> I don't want to talk to people. Man. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'll be honest with you, bro. When I said, hey, man, you'd be a lot better to sell this to people. Why don't you take care of it? It wasn't because I believed you were better at it. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Now. I mean, seven years in, I guess I can be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever, it worked. It, it, you know, and I'm, I am a people person. I, you know, you said like McDonald's. I, I learned a lot of how to speak to people through with McDonald's, and I, that's something I do give McDonald's a lot of credit for is my training and stuff like that. The money, eh? But the training I got was great, and it applies and helps me out to this day. Yeah. So and yeah, and I I wish I wish there were ways to get you know everyone back on board with Just Freaking Wrestling. Cause like I said, everyone brought a little bit something different. I 
I do wish Dell could come back. I wish Steve could come back at least from time to time and everything. But I get that, you know, they got lives that they got to live and everything. But I do believe, and I don't know if she'd ever admitted it or ever, like, you know, credited and everything. But I do believe JFW helped Dally a little bit more. Uh, I maybe. think it did, too, because she was really, really shy when she first started. And then you can kind of see her evolve, too, as she yeah. did it more and more. Yeah. She never, she never accepted the... The uh, the fun I would have with her, though, you know the like the jokes, <laughs> like the jokes and everything. Like, I, I, I think I think there were times where she really felt that, like, you know, the things I was saying were supposed to be negative and actually picking on her. And everything. I really wish that. I don't believe she does now. I, we still stay in touch. Uh, obviously, she works the SCW shows, and we still talk from time to time and talk about life and everything with her is you know a lot better day in and day out. And uh, I wish nothing but the best for her and. Um, just, I, 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 don't know, I just, I guess it's weird song, but I'm proud of who she's turning into. Um, I think she's, you know, I think her journey is becoming a better one. I think she got through the, you know, the, the, you know, got through the trees and got out to the open, you know, the open light, you know, and, you know, not religious, just, you know, yeah. she's seeing life as a better place, which I'm glad. And I hope she keeps moving forward in that, and uh, I'm always going to be there to be a supporter and uh, encourage her to do shit like that because, you know, everyone needs that. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, But it would be cool if, you know, we get her on from time to time, but I know her work schedule is a little bit worse than ours. You know, hers is more like, you know, working into the evenings, working, you know, every weekend pretty much and shit like that, but... Um, yeah, she was really cool to work with. Steve was, you know, he was fun to work with from time to time. Uh, I did enjoy working with him. He was funny and he brought a perspective, uh, that was different. And he also was the reason I got 7 a.m. phone calls the next day from promoters wondering what the fuck he's talking about. So <laughs> thanks for that, Steve. Um, but yeah, we did one show with Steve. When we you? did the show, I think I only did one show with Steve. You might have, but Steve was around yeah. for quite a for quite a bit, about six or nine months. Cool. Oh, remember we were at the house, at person's house. We did the show. Yeah, I had to leave. Yeah, yeah so we, yeah, we we created a reason that I got kicked off the show so I could go take care of my kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. building stories, man. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah, and that was uh, that was actually. Steve, that was Steve being on our show before Steve was even a host of the show. Yeah. And that was before that. And um, I think he was still hashtag fuck Steve then. Hashtag F Steve, fuck yeah. <laughs> which is which is still apparently uh, Rat J Flywheel was the one who had that on his yeah. shirt. Yeah. So, to this day, he still brings that up. Does he still apologize? He, he, uh, so Nubby did an exclusive, which I still got to put these exclusive outs that Nubby did over at an ARW show last month or something like that. And he, he, he was talking to, uh, Flywheel and he brought my name up and he says, yeah, me, me and Travis, he still have a little bit of heat, uh, and everything. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he still brings it up. And he brought it up to me sometime last year. I can't remember when it was, but I saw him at some show and everything. He's like, he's like, you're not still mad about the shirt. I'm like, dude, I was never fucking mad about that shirt. No, oh, it was all it was all work on our part. Yeah, I I but the thing too is like when he messaged me after listening to the show and he messaged me, he's like, dude, I'm sorry I didn't realize I'm like, dude, no, you're fine. I would I was just working the gimmick, brother. Like I have no problems with you whatsoever. Um 
It was, uh, it, but, but see, it's, it's cool things like that. I mean, like, knowing that somebody I never knew was listening to the show. Like I said, the downloads are coming from somewhere. People are listening. Um, <clears throat> I, th- I think we marked out just a little bit because someone, like, mocked us or something like that. We're like, something we did got on a t-shirt that wasn't our t-shirt. So it's like, yeah. fuck yeah, we're going to, we're going to ride this train just a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Th- th- that was th- awesome. Our, our show has had like high spots and low spots throughout the entire time it's been around. I mean, I remember SCW used to be, used to announce, the announcer used to plug us. Yeah. Greg Hansen. Yeah. He, he, Greg Hansen. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he used to mention us at the shows, you know, yeah. and, and we, you know, and that was a great high. And I know, I know we're gonna get back. I can't say get back because it's it's been a slow grow. But I know we're gonna continue to grow. And I, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I was able to get you on this freaking show and talk to you and everything. Because like I said, I mean, outside of wrestling, and granted, we talked most of the show was talking about wrestling, but uh, <laughs> um, but that's but that's what we that's what we do. You know, we're we're wrestling podcasters when we're together, and we did talk a little bit about you know life and everything. And uh, I, I guess if anyone took anything away from what we talked about today is, you know, like always make sure you're reaching out to somebody. You know, if you even when you feel you're even when you feel you're alone, you're never truly alone. You know, there's always going to be somebody that will answer that phone call. It may not even be the first phone call you make. Because there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of people out there that claim to be your friend that maybe won't be your friend who won't pick up that phone and everything. But keep working, keep keep working, uh, working on that phone book. You know, keep working through your contact list. Eventually, somebody's gonna answer that phone, and if you're able to sit there and tell them like I'm not okay, and they ask what's wrong, that's somebody who wants to listen. You know, so make sure you continue to reach out to people. We're not going through this world alone. We're not going through this journey by ourselves. We're always going to have somebody with us. When you're a guy like me, even when you feel like you're alone, you know God's going to have your back. And as I mentioned, he never gives you more than you can handle. He never does. And sometimes we maybe not be able to handle it by ourselves, but at least he'll have somebody there to help us along the way. So make sure uh, you guys continue to be better people. Make sure you continue to be, you know, you know, better in not only your life, but in the life of the people you have around you. Continue to grow your relationships and, uh, just, just don't be a piece of shit. Don't be a dick. Uh, Jay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the same thing I always ask, uh, Joe on the show, but, uh, what are you freaking thinking about? Uh, it's funny cause like, I've been listening and Joe's been talking about an anime, One Piece. Mm hmm. And me and my son are actually watching the same thing right now. We're about six, six something hundred episodes in. So I just thought that was pretty cool that I didn't know, you know, Cartoon Joe, I should have figured cartoons, but, mm-hmm. um, this is something I have found with each one of my kids. We had found a different anime to watch together. Yes. So it's just something I use as a family bonding thing. But other than that, it's just awesome to be doing this stuff again. So. Yeah. I don't know, like Giddy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you you were there at the beginning of Freaknet Studios, man. So, like I said, I mean, it's 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 still it's still part of. I mean, everyone who's in Freaknet Studios is Freaknet Studios. But like right. I said, if you if you look at a pyramids thing and everything, 
I'll see him at the top, but, you know, you and Joe are right there, and, you know, Nubby and Pac-Man and the Power Hour, and as we grow and me and Joe start the next podcast, that'll be incorporated into FreakNet Studios, and if there's other podcasts out there that, you know, ever want to be part of it, and we have a discussion, they become part of it, then they can be part of it, too, and it's just about growing and building shit together, you know, and uh, that's what FreakNet Studios is supposed to be, and that's what it's going to continue to be. It's just a place where, you know, People can come together and help each other grow. So, so Travis, yeah, man. what are you freaking thinking? Um, I've been I've been looking a lot into, and I mentioned this last week. Uh, I'm looking into uh, seventy two hour water fast. I heard you talk and, about, that. and I wanna, I really want to try it, and. I thought that I thought that this weekend was the weekend I was gonna do it. I thought that like uh Thursday night after dinner I set my I have a fasting app and I was like, you know what, let me let me see if I can do this seventy two hour. You know, why the hell not? Let's give it a shot. And uh the reason I failed was uh because I had to go grocery shopping and they have this belief that you should never shop hungry, which is hundred percent true. And at and at this time, I was 17 hours in. So, uh, yeah, I was hungry. But I came home. I put all my groceries away. I laid down. I started watching Bones on Hulu. I'm a huge fan of the TV show Bones. Uh, uh, obviously, it's been done for years and everything. This is my third time watching it through. But I just enjoy uh, crime shows like that. Um, and I started laying there. And I was like, I am, I'm really hungry right now. Like, I really want to eat. But, you know, like, okay, I'm 20 hours in. You know, I'll just... All I got to do is wait a few more hours. I'll be in bed. I'll get through that. I'll wake up. I'll be doing the podcast and stuff like that. I'll be fine. I can, I can at least get through it. And then all of a sudden, I started uh, compromising with myself and started, <laughs> and, started, and started justifying reasons to eat. I was like, I'm sitting there like, you know, Travis, um, yeah, you could choose not to eat until Sunday night. That's fine. But uh don't you get a packet of uh, deli meat uh, that might expire soon? <laughs> Granted, you know, uh, you only bought it four days ago, but how long is that really going to last if you don't eat it? I'm saying, like, no, no, you know what? I can make it to Sunday. It's like, you know what, Travis? There's a, there's a package of Italian sausage in that fridge you took out. That uh, that thawed out, and you really need to cook that before it goes bad. You don't want to waste money, dude. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. I don't need to eat it right now. You want a cookie? Fuck yeah, I do. So I ended up. Uh, <laughs> the cookies will get you, dude. M and M cookies are. I I oh, I, I love M and M cookies, but I love sweets. I my my biggest problem is sugar. I if I could find a way, and I I will do this seventy two hour fast. I just gotta find the right time to actually do it and really truly commit to it my thought was like if i do it over the weekend it will benefit me from eating less because if i do if i go to work and like if i if i wake up late and i'm rushing and i can't get my lunch together in time and i gotta get out the door so i can make it to work because i work in plainfield you know so it's a drive I just end up ordering Jimmy John's for lunch, which is just right there you know it's a convenient place you know it's convenient and easy and stuff and so i was like my favorite sandwich yet. Ooh, did you try the Cajun chicken sandwich yet? No, not yet. Ooh, do it. Do it. I tried it as a wrap. It was really, it was solid. 
It was very good. Um, so in my mind, I was like, well, I can't do it while working because two, two reasons. One, there's the worry that I will just order lunch and just have lunch. Uh, the other reason is I don't know how I would react to fasting for that long. And I don't want to take the hour drive home and pass out or some shit. Yeah. You know, something like that. So I'm going to find, uh, I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to slowly keep working towards it. Now, like I said, I made 20 hours yesterday. Um, today I did have breakfast, so I'm not really going to fast today, but I may fast from tonight and tomorrow afternoon or something like that. And I, I may from now until my first vacation, which, it's going to be my, my birthday week in May. Uh, I'm going to slowly work towards, you know, working on, you know, getting to that 72 hour fast. So I think it, I think it comes down to a lot, of, a lot of my problems when it comes to like weight loss and dieting and all that shit is, um, I just say, fuck it, let's do it. And I jump right into it. And there's no prep or preparing or, pre, you know, training for it. You know, it's like, it's like me, you know, getting into a ring and having a wrestling match without, you know, getting a refresher course in wrestling. It's just going to look like shit. I may get through it, but it's just going to be shitty the entire way through. Um, but it's just my practice. So <clears throat> all in all, my focus is I want to do some two-hour fast. I'm going to build towards it. And in order to do that, I want to get back into fasting. I used to eight sixteen fast constantly, and I think I had some success with that, so I'll probably get back to doing that. Um, and I also really want to get back to God going to the gym. I think my back is finally feeling better to the point where I might be able to get to the gym and work out. Cause the last time I went to the gym was months ago and I was trying to do, uh, uh, dumbbell, dumbbell presses on the, uh, on the bench press, uh, on the bench and I couldn't sit up. Like my back was fucking hurting to the point where I couldn't like pull myself up. Did you do physical therapy for your back? I did physical therapy for my back in 2021 when it went out, and uh, I'll never do physical therapy for my back again because insurance only covers a portion of that, and I don't want to be into financial peril like that. Oh no, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm well aware. You know, I had back surgery, but if you remember the the exercises that you did, yes, that'll help out. Like I I still do some to this day because I have to keep my back loose. So here. So here's my problem, and here's my problem, and I'm not quite sure what it is, but when my back was hurting back in 2021, it was, it was my sides of my back. This feels like my spine. Oh. So it's a, it's a different pain. Um, but like, and there, what's up? Sciatica? That's what I'm, that's what I, I'm thinking it is, because I know there was a point, like after, after my back, uh, got better and I went back to work and everything was fine. Uh, I started having weird, uh, pain in like the heel of my foot. Like I would get up in the morning and there'd just be a pain shooting down my fucking heel. And then that went away. And then everything was fine again. But now I'm having back problems. And I think a lot of it does have to do with the fact that I do have an old mattress. I need to get a new mattress. You know, the mattress I have is probably 10, 12 years old. Um, so I am going to probably need to get a newer mattress. Um, and another, another huge problem with me is I, I sit around a lot. You know, I, I, I sit around when I work, I, when I'm at the office, I'm at my desk, I'm sitting around a lot. When I'm podcasting, I'm sitting here. When I'm at home, I'm watching TV and I'm so I'm doing a lot of sitting. So the biggest problem I need to do is I need to get out and get more active, walk around, get to the gym and everything. The weather's getting nicer. I should probably start taking my dog actually for walks and everything around the block. 
I joined, I, I, I'm a member at Fit Body U. I just, I wish I had a gym buddy to go to and my buddy Derek finally moved back into the area after 10 years and he lives south. He lives down, you know, in the yeah. Fit Body U area. I'm not giving out his location. <laughs> and I'm hoping that once he kind of recovers from his, his stuff right now, um, is his worry about, you know, his, his anxiety about being out in public. I'm hoping once he gets, you know, once he could kind of, you know, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't want to say fix, but, uh, overcomes that, then maybe he could, you know, go to the gym with me and, you know, be a gym buddy. We go into evenings during the week and, you know, in the mornings and the weekends and stuff like that. Um, but I definitely need to do something. I need to get in better shape. I still want to have that one wrestling match in my life, uh, but I want to be in shape and trained in order to do it. So, my friend Michelle just started working at uh, Fit Body U. So she, but she's a, I don't know, if she's a vegan or vegetarian, but be aware. But she's not one of those ones that throws it down your face, like don't eat meat, da da da. But she is a health nut. She's been a supermodel. She used to model for uh, Man Cow. She's been all over the United States and that. And she just moved back. She just had a kid not too long ago. Uh, she, she married? Knows. Huh? She married? No. Not my type. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll see her one day. That'll be pretty cool. Um <laughs> Fit, Fit Body U is a fantastic place. I recommend anyone who is looking for a gym to go there. It's twenty five dollars a month. There's no sign up fees. There's no cancellation fees. There's no annual fees. Um, it's twenty four seven. They don't have like a locker room per se. I don't know if they're working on building one or what, but they don't have a locker room. They don't have showers and stuff like that. But literally, you just walk in, scan the card, go to work. It's twenty five dollars a fucking month for twenty four seven, and nothing against like I mean. I went to Fitness Premier for years and everything, and I enjoyed them and everything, but after a while, it just gets a little bit too pricey. And the fact that you could just walk into a gym like Fit Body U down in Bourbon A and say, I want a membership? Cool. Let's sign up. $25 a month. Here's your cue card. Go do your shit. Yeah. And they constantly adding more and more equipment. I, I love it. I really wish I I made it there more often, and but my goal is to do just that is to make it there more often. I think it's with Leon, right Newman, Newman, yeah, 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 Bobby Bobby Blues, Bobby Blues, Bobby Blues owns uh, owns Fit Body. I love when he pretends like he he recognizes me when I recognize him outside. <laughs> it it is an incredible gym and uh I just gotta I just gotta get myself there and start working out and everything and it's just all about change. I mean I just gotta do that. I don't know if you see the uh DDP yoga specter on the wall, but uh oh, that's another sure. thing that's another thing I gotta get back to. Like I said, it's just it, it's just been weird because the last few months I've been dealing with a lot of back issues and uh I I think I think I got I got uh, those uh, massage guns, and I got these uh, shock therapy things, heating pads and ice pads, and it's just kind of working on loosening my shit up. So it'll get better. Um, I'm confident in it, and uh, who knows, maybe to have a healthier, sexier Travis that could uh, hit on your friend if it bought you. <laughs> there you go. Right? Goals. 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 <laughs> uh, 
Jay, I appreciate you coming on here and uh, talking with me and, you know, helping me uh, bust out an episode. And I know I could do it myself, but uh, I'm going to throw it to you because you're a guest. But why don't you tell everyone where they could, uh, they could find uh, Dizzle Jay? Oh, man, you can find me on Just Freaking Wrestling. I'll be on the show at least two, maybe three times a month, if not more. We'll see. Uh, if not, check out Travis every week on Just Freaking Wrestling because – that's what we fucking do. That's what we fucking do. Uh, yeah, make sure you uh, make sure you check out Just Freaking Wrestling, where me and uh, this is Jay host the televised wrestling uh, conversations that we have. Um, it's been fun. It's been great, and I look forward to doing it for many, many years, or until he quits and I ask him when he's ready to come back again. Either way, <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> make sure you follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching this freaking show and of course you can listen to this freaking show wherever you find podcasts uh, just search us and subscribe rate us, review it if uh, if they ask you to and check out YouTube because uh, this freaking show does release video YouTubes over on the Freaknet Studios uh, YouTube channel so make sure you check that out as well So, yeah, guys that's all I got as always I am Travis T I'm Dizzle J And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.